0: up, world? My
1: name is Timothy De Jesus. Hi, everyone. Outer Kayla. Hello, folks. It's Kevin Kwok here.
2: Hi, this is Jeremy C. I just wanted to say this about bottoms up perspectives. It's about
3: real lives, real journeys, and real perspectives. The
1: the whole idea behind Bottoms Up Perspective was from the word pie or in Asian culture, um, oftentimes um, we drink until our bo- uh, the bottom of our cup is empty and we turn it over. So it's uh, very much like just cheers, right? And building relationship. And that's what we're all about is building authentic, solid relationships on a global level and being able to see things from a global perspective.
0: And no, we're not alcohol.
2: We are here to be the
0: voice of everyone. I love the idea that we're real people and we get to share our experiences with real people just like you.
1: So we look forward to having you join us. What's going on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook? Twitter, um, thanks to StreamYard, our sponsor. Um, we're live everywhere, right, tonight. So um just want to say hi to everyone, and we're on episode 31, correct? Oh, right. Like 31? Congrats. 31. Yeah. yeah well, so, and this episode is called Finding Neverland, right? So we all have childhood aspirations Um, who we want to be, and just like Peter Pan, sometimes we all feel like growing up. Uh, we want to be a kid forever. So, um, and that's what we could talk about tonight. I think that's a great topic. And um, we have a special guest, um, Joseph here. So, before we start tonight, Joseph, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell people kind of your profession. Uh, give us a short elevator speech.
3: Yeah, I was just thinking of the word elevator speech when you said that. <laughs> Oh no, Okay, um, my background is very interesting. I actually started in banking and then I went to event management and I I ran three businesses in marketing communications before I became a full-time caregiver to look after my late mom. And so um, uh, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, it's double-edged short though because some people think it's too many industries. Others can't place me when I... I want to find something to do but i think it's been a very uh, rewarding career and uh, now i'm looking for my next opportunity and that's a bit about me
1: that's awesome so yeah. uh, i want to say hi to share, here um, and um, so you know it's ice ice baby right he's trying to get me to sing i don't know the lyrics so <laughs>
0: How do you not Maybe. know the lyrics to ice ice baby? I just know
1: ice ice baby.
0: That's <laughs> like, collaborate and listen. Ice with convention. How do you not know these lyrics? Baby?
1: I don't, ma'am. <laughs> oh, you man.
4: You should hear him trying to sing with all of his favorite songs. I would love oh. to sing. <laughs> I,
1: I skip and make up my own words <laughs> Uh, maybe, good. maybe he should
3: DJ with Tim T. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: be the lead singer.
1: So that's awesome journey, Joseph. So you went from banking to full-time caregiver. And uh, yeah, yep. So it sounds like you have an interesting story. Just hearing it from, um, you know, I saw Eldrick's post and um, also I read your bio. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of how you started your LinkedIn journey. Um, at a later time than most of us, right? So um, yep. tell us a little about that before we start with the questions tonight.
3: Actually, Audrey will know my background more than anyone here. Um, <laughs> the social media platform is actually not something i'm I'm very comfortable with. So that's why maybe I started very late and it's not by it's not by choice actually. It's more like a push factor. I have a Facebook account that I never use. It's just to connect with my nieces in America. So when I was asked to um, open a LinkedIn profile, I did it, but nothing happened until last October, and uh, I decided is that I had posts and someone pushed me and practically threatened me to post. So I came up with this first post, post in ten minutes, and then I just posted it and 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 I didn't want to take a look at it anymore, you know. So because I mean, I can I can resonate with a lot of people when they do their first posting and they they don't get the the likes and the comments and it can be quite uh, disheartening and discouraging. But um, for some, maybe it's the algorithm that now I can use this buzzword algorithm. You know, uh, got my first uh, views about six thousand views, and 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 the person that actually encouraged me was a bit more angry because I had more views than him. You know? <laughs> nice. yeah. so so uh, my journey has been good so far. When I say good, it's not because I'm amazing 50,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers, but it's because I've been meeting wonderful people. I mean, I'm speaking to five uh, four of you, and I've met wonderful people. I've connected and I'm, I'm not a extroverted in that sense. I don't like to actually network, to be honest. And through LinkedIn, really, I don't like to be, the irony of all my careers is that I got into positions of marketing and business development, things that I avoided from my student days, you know, I I like to stay in the background, so, and it was such an irony. So, um, when I first started LinkedIn, then when I built all these relationships, it, it was wonderful because from, it's really from online you bring them to offline and you get to know them and one of the persons i got to know offline is aldrich and we had meaningful conversations and then i will check information with him so my journey has been a wonderful in that respect not because uh i hope i don't offend anyone when i say it's because of building followers or liking this post and share the comments you know yeah that sort of thing yeah
2: Nah, no, Don't, don't worry about it, Joseph. All of us, in fact, all of us in this chat room now, we have a different way of thinking about our followers and influence. Uh, I think Tim had a very good post. I think it was two days ago, and I responded. Because I, I I said that it was such an uncanny parallel. I was working on that message. I was like, trying to do the image, and then the, the text. I was like, ah, it's not about the followers, not about the people with influence. And then his post came out, I was like, shit. Just by two minutes, I was like, "Oh, geez. So I thought, "Let's not waste it. I'll just reply using the image." But anyway, I don't think that uh, just just my view. I don't think that there's any right way to do social media, or there's any right way to do a LinkedIn or whatsoever. It depends on what we are after. Uh, Naturally, um, for uh, for Kevin and myself, we have a very strong commercial slant with for everything that we do. Um, I think Timothy and Jennifer has a very strong presence in terms of their personal branding, and it works for all of us. I see that like uh, social sciences, there's room for everyone. There's no one right answer. So it is what it is. And I think, Joseph, you have been doing a very good job, and I have to give it to you. I have to give it to you. I think you are crushing it at 60 years old. How many yeah. CEO can, can say that they can really do this, like, hey, you know, I'm meeting 50 plus thousand people every day, I'm chatting to them every day and I don't need to be out and things like that and I'm not worried about it. I mean, like, it's it's so liberating. It's so Yeah, I, I
3: guess, but I guess you, you brought up a good thing. I've never heard of this. I, I've been in marketing communication, but we've talked about branding, but I've never really focused much on personal branding because I always thought it was a given. You can't say you have your personal brand and you have a corporate brand because I think there must be some alignment between the two, right? Your core values, your foundation has to be the same. You yeah. you join companies who, who are aligned with your core values. I, I would be very surprised if people join companies who are totally off from the core values. So when, when people talk about personal branding, to me, it's a given. So I'm glad that, you know, um, this... Message has been reiterated, been resonated, and been highlighted. I, I mean, I'm I'm I, I must say. Besides Audrey, I also follow Tim a lot because I like his messaging. Other than his Friday DJs and you know, and the music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so
3: I mean, and it's 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 that how I've been doing it. I follow certain people because their messages are very strong. We learn from them, you know, and they add value. So that's that's to me the the key, you know, uh, function of LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, I I definitely followed you back, Joseph, and you know, I really appreciate the words of wisdom. It's it's like every time I read one of your posts, I'm like, wow, that's really compelling. And I actually look up look up to you in a lot of regards because I know sometimes you know like my post can go either way, whereas, <laughs> whereas you, it's very consistent. Like you have a very consistent following base. Your message is very consistent. And I actually like appreciate and applaud that. And I actually respect the ally of it So, you know, I really Aldrich,
2: Aldrich,
3: Aldrich can attest to this. There's some days where I just have no idea what to post, you know, I'll be sitting there for three days and I'll be thinking about what to post. And it's not like a free flow. And and I'll, I'll have to be honest with you. Sometimes I, I really don't know what to write. Yeah, and that's the problem sometimes. And I admire people who post two or three times a day, and it's amazing, because to get one post out, I'll be thinking like for three days what I'm
0: gonna really say about my post, you know, yeah. No, I understand, I just took a two day break the other day, so I get
1: it. I did that myself, so, throughout the weekend. And I think it goes for all of us, right? At the end of the day, you know, social media, I always say, it's designed for relationships. It wasn't intended uh, for just algorithms only. Right. So, I mean, it's as good as what we make it. So, yeah. um, so honestly, if you don't want posts, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I have seen guys that post four times a day and they don't get views. And then I seen guys that post six times a day and they do get views. So like, And I've been studying this stuff for, you know, because I own an agency. So I look at a lot of accounts, you know, uh, there was a time I probably, our company managed 200 plus social media accounts Mm -hmm. and there is no right method. I can tell you that looking at data, I've seen accounts, the algorithm, they post one time, maybe out of, you know, one time every other day and they kill it. You know, they have like six hundred thousand, and then there's guys that post like twice every day and they get nothing. So I'm like, everyone tells you something, and it really depends on the personality, the person behind it, the brand behind it, the product, the service, uh, and everything has to online. The stars has to online. You know, and who knows, right? And the algorithm change every day, so you can I never think- keep up. I think I have to agree with Joseph though, that
4: it really does Mm -hmm. come down to providing value. Yep. I think it's not how many times you post, but when you post, it moves people. That's, um, I I really feel that that um, has to do with personal branding. And I don't think that posting should ever get tedious or boring. For example, there'll be times where I'll post two times a week, but I'll go back and look at it and, I'm just I'm just giving an example here, but have 30,000 views on one post and the other post I may have, you know, um, you know, a hundred. I mean, but to me, like I, I see somebody taking the post like I have one right now that has like five shares. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, to speak highly of myself, but because people found value in it, they're sharing it. And then more people are seeing that message. And I I feel like that. For me, at least in my brand, a lot of things comes from just my everyday life. Um, Like for example, my kid run, you know, my kid might run by naked and it just for some reason it makes me think of a life lesson, you know, he runs by (laughs) screaming or something. (laughs) Or, um, or my, I just get off the phone yeah, with a friend
1: my naked on accident. That's what yes. Okay, <laughs> yes, uh, she's gonna get a lot of views. Okay,
4: <laughs> so like I, I could get off the phone with a friend, or you know, a bird can come sit on the porch and visit me while I'm drinking coffee. It just things that just inspire life lessons you know or that are affecting my own life are what i write about and i know not everybody has to do that but i think inspiration should come from all around us and um that if posting becomes a difficult thing then like kevin said you know take a break until inspiration comes
3: Actually, I, I do that sometimes and Jennifer, I agree with you because before the show, I was looking at your video and, and the one thing that struck me is the statement. I think Kevin made it about building valuable and meaning relationships. And that was the objectives of the bottom up perspective. And that struck the most chord with me because that's the most important thing. When you build valuable relationships, uh, on not only on LinkedIn, on everywhere, you know and 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 it, it it really enriches your life actually mm-hmm. and it, it makes you grow as a person. I mean, I wouldn't repeat my age, but I'm still learning. You know, <laughs> I, I only stop learning, I only stop learning when I close my eyes actually. You know, did so, you say
4: 25? I think it was, oh, yeah, yeah,
3: 25. 25 right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: 20,
1: 26 next month. I know, yeah. So, while we're talking about age, so let's start with our first question, right? Um, so what do you wish you knew when you were younger? That you know. Great
0: question.
1: Uh, mm. Now like today, looking back, what would you wish you knew when you were younger? That's that you don't you know me. now, right? That's directed to me, right? <laughs> all, all of us. So okay, you're okay. welcome. Whoever take it
4: first. no, right? oh, no yeah. Joseph, Joseph has to start this one at least. Yeah, oh. yeah definitely. Actually,
3: in all honesty, I have no regrets with my whole uh, life. But if I had to uh, knew something that I when I was younger, it would be having a better control over my career, actually. I actually was blessed without having to really think about it. it. It just went from one career to another. But having said that also, maybe it was not so planned. So if I had to do one thing different and I knew a bit more about career structuring, and now I'm beginning to figure out, I would have done that a bit differently, yeah. Other than that, I don't think I I have any major regrets, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: What about the
3: others?
1: Who's next?
0: I'll uh, I'll go. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I could probably not say on camera.
1: (laughs) 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 that
0: being said (laughs) um
1: you're not gonna be job seeking anyway so it's okay (laughs)
0: no No, you know in, in all seriousness what i do wish i had done earlier is i wish i would have gotten on social media a lot a lot earlier because i really started my journey this year and i missed the golden years on a lot of these platforms to kind of build any kind of you know substantial fan base let's call it and uh you know that's something that now i look back i'm like shoot like i missed a huge opportunity with a lot of this stuff but i mean it's okay i'm making the best of it but that's something that now i look i started my journey literally this year 2020 and i look back and i say man i could have done a lot of damage had i started this way sooner so that's my personal, what could I have done differently? That that would be it. That,
2: that's it? Like, that's I think it. that's more, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, well, that's it? See, to come on. That's it. That's just, that's,
2: uh, keep going, keep going. No, keep
4: no, no, that's it. That's all you get. Aldrich, go! Aldrick's turn. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to uh, hear, I want to uh, hear, what would he change?
2: Okay, uh, I, I think uh, so. So I have to um, say that um, I think living a life where we don't have any regrets is very difficult to do. Uh, oh. because we do have regrets. So long as so long as we are doing something, we will have regrets. The person that does nothing achieves nothing. In fact, that's one of my next LinkedIn posts. Uh, it, it was a revelation that came from my aunt. I think for people who who follow my sunday linkedin post you know that i talk a lot about how i grew up uh with alongside my aunt who really shaped the way i think about things and um uh so so just a sneak preview of what i'm going to post on sunday It's really about uh, there was once i was utterly trashed i got home and i just didn't want to do anything i i, I was just like wimping around and I threw myself in the sofa. And I just lamented. I said, Why is life so tiring? Can we just stop doing anything? Like, like, just just like just stop doing anything. So my aunt was taking coffee from the kitchen. She walked past, she stabbed me, and then she smoked. And then she, and then she gave me a response. She said, I, I still remember. She said things like, It's always beautiful to do nothing enjoy life, watch TV. But, you know, it feels terrible when you look back and think that you have achieved nothing too. So, do you want to do nothing or you want to achieve nothing? Then I was like, mm. oh my god, like, oh, I'm so tired, I want to sleep, I can't sleep, I just put myself up
0: <laughs> and went i <out> of-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> So I think uh, having no regrets in life is something that is uh, ingrained in me, is deep in me. Um, I I think uh, in previous episodes I did mention I have a bit of a uh, Achilles syndrome, uh, but the only difference is Achilles knows when exactly he's gonna die. I don't. So uh, and precisely because I don't, I operate in a way that uh, I'm always in a rush every day, um, because I think time is a very scary thing. It just goes along. There's no way we can control what we can do, but we can control our effort. So so that's what I think. Uh, I think looking back, I do have regrets. I do. Uh, sometimes it has to do with uh, results. Sometimes it has to do with effort. It's like, um, at the point where I got my final results from my university, I cried. I teared uncontrollably for three days. Because it was a very, now it's a regret, but at that time, it felt like I, I couldn't accept I couldn't accept it and 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 here's why it's not about the results um uh, it's about giving it my all and still not achieving it it's giving it my all and still not achieving it and i think that can be quite devastating in terms of the psyche so Mm. i i i I teared uncontrollably i was like i I can't believe that you know i'm second rated and things like that so so that Mm. i think that was it That, that one really stayed in me so, I, so just
4: I have to say, first of all, because um, then I want to say something to Aldrich on what he was saying. Um, first of all, I want to be like Joseph when I grow up and have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. no, no, no major regrets because I I realize that, you know, as you get older, right? I mean, the, I, I say this because uh, I'm not being a smart alec or what. Uh, as you get older, you get wiser because experiences have taught you certain lessons and and, and right. what you felt or you were angry at 25 35 you, you improve on it and mm. also i think as you get older things you when i say okay the things that i the message that i've been hearing a lot about simplicity and clarity the pandemic has taught me that a lot simplicity mm. and clarity and and i'm enjoying simplicity you know i used to be at a stage where I love my branded shoes and I love my branded belts, but now it it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Yes. So, and you know, you've
4: found the value of life, like what it means to you or what really is meaningful.
3: I guess it's just uh, more meaningful, I think, because uh, Mm. I, when I look back, it's, I've been blessed. So I, I count my blessings and I count my blessings every day, no matter what. The problems are because mm. I'm constantly reminded. I'm surrounded by good people who remind me that we should count our blessings. So, and mm. it's all a mindset, you know. So, so as we age, really, with age comes wisdom. Actually, mm.
2: So, well, so what makes you? What will make you angry now at where you are today?
3: Oh, I actually have a very bad temper when I started working. When I was in the bank, uh, my reputation was oh Joseph, bad temper. <laughs> okay so now uh whenever i'm facing in such a situation i take a step back i get away from the problem and i come back later or come back the next day i don't let it get to me you know because it's my health is it yeah yeah so that's how i i solve my problem yeah
4: I can't even imagine Joseph being angry right now.
3: Yeah, I do. <laughs> like he is. <laughs>
4: he like right now, he's the most yeah. like calm of all of us. <laughs> elder I mean, Kevin works in an
3: <laughs> agency. I used to work in, I used to be an agency director, and and they knew when I was angry. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: You do you get quiet when you're angry. Are you one of those, or are you know. like more I explosive? Just,
3: just by my tone of voice, they will know.
4: Oh. Yeah, Yeah. and then they back away slowly. Yeah, 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 then (laughs) you (laughs) go. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, so for me, as far as answering this question, I want to go before Kevin, because I I know he probably has a lot to say, too. (laughs) But um, I... Okay, so if I'm being really, really honest, there's a part of me, I, I'm thankful for my upbringing. I love my parents to death, but there's a part of me that wishes that I had been raised in a, a Chinese family or Asian culture. And I, I say that, I say that only for one reason. Um, I, I 100% believe in education and I wish that I had been pushed more to do that and not given a choice um and i mean i don't look down on anyone who doesn't have an education but for me as i've gotten older i've seen the value of it and uh, in every aspect of life and i wish that i could set my younger self on my lap go back now and just say okay here's the way it's going to work here's how to deal with your emotions here is how um Here's how um, you know to choose a partner, which I I did a good job, but I didn't get him till 30. So we had to go we had to go through some things first um, to really learn what is valuable in a relationship. And so, um, not I don't feel like I was really given any direction whatsoever. So. Um, I really wish that I could just sit down with myself and, and speak a lot of wisdom into my life. And so every opportunity that I get to do that for somebody is my great joy because if they will listen, it will save them so much, you know, heartache. And, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty detailed, but, um, I've gained a lot of experience. I'm very proud of where I'm at now. Um, You know, I love, I love my life. I love Kevin, my family, but gosh, I wish I had have known what I know now. I mean, it just, there's so many things that, that I would have done differently or seen differently. Um, you know, that I didn't even know was possible. So, and at least in uh, Asian culture, I know it's, you know, we don't believe in, uh, um, you know, a lot of spanking or anything like that, but, You know, they'll just haul off and hit you if you do anything wrong and then you never do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And and then you go in the right direction, do the right thing. You're scared to mess up. Um, But anyway, I'm just saying, like, I see the value both of of both both East and West cultures. But I do wish I had have had more of the um, the chats, you know, where you sit down and you explain, hey, this is. You know, this is how to make a good decision or this is how to choose a good path for your life or um, not being controlled, but being trained with wisdom, being taught. You know, now I understand the the, the Chinese Proverbs, the purpose of them. And uh, there's just a lot of great life lessons that I feel like can be taught through spending time and talking to your children and um. I, I wish I had have had more of that, at least in specific areas, and just really had that guidance and um, respected my parents more. So, anyway, that's that's pretty much it. And I did want to add one more thing before Kevin starts. Aldrich's talking about um, was it Achilles? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. So, like you and I are total opposites, and and I know Kevin's more like you so time is time is money basically so time is is valuable and you want to use every minute to your greatest but what i've noticed in life and this is just me sharing my thoughts but the the faster we go the faster time goes so if you don't sit back to take time to enjoy yeah. it and you're go 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 all of a sudden that day's over and the next day's over and the next day's over and the next day's over and you've accomplished a lot, but what have you accomplished? And so, um, I, I, I can be a little bit too relaxed sometimes, but I just noticed that I noticed, wow, when I go, 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 time goes and then it's gone and I don't, you know, did I really enjoy it? Um, and so sometimes, I can be a little bit too relaxed, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I, live, I, live every, yeah, I live every moment to the absolute fullest, but it may not look productive from the outside, but I am enjoying my life completely.
0: <laughs> what you're supposed to do, so that's good.
4: Right? Right? Yeah. Okay, anyway. That's... Yeah. I always tell Kevin that though, because he'll, you know, he'll work, 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 which we need to do. And I believe in that a hundred percent. I'm so proud of just, I love hard work, but sometimes that he'll go, man, it's already over. Like time just goes so fast. And then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And I'm like, you're already 10 years ahead of yourself. And yes, it's going to get here quickly. But if you don't like slow down and take in the
1: moment, I'm just trying to move away from the pandemic, Jen. <laughs> He's we're like, together. let's move to 2021. Let's just get there really fast. Anyway, that's, just all had, that's all I have. The pandemic will go by really
4: fast. <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: right. We we balance each other. He pulls me forward more fast and I slow him down a little bit. So we yeah, we're a good match there.
1: So I think for me, you know, now I look back um in my younger years, I think, you know what I've learned is there's just things that we can't control and it's okay. You know, uh, uh, you just let things be right. And honestly for me as uh, uh, Jen brought it up like time. I have to learn to slow down as I get older because um, I, I was very typical. Right. Uh, I was very achievement oriented. Um, I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. Uh, wanted to be successful, own multiple businesses. and But at the same time, I was always go, go, go person, right? Until um, I lost my dad to cancer. And it was a wake-up call because I was like, no matter what I do, I can't reverse that time to spend with him, quality time. And I'm learning the people that matter most, like my family, you know, uh, sometimes we can go, go, go. But at the end of the day, now looking back, what what really matters most, right? And it's like Joseph said, it's not the name brand shoes, it's not the nice belts, it's not the big house, it's not cars, you know, all that stuff can just, who cares, right? You know, it really doesn't matter. You can't take it with you when it's all over, right? So I look back and I wish when I was younger, also understanding that, um, noises don't matter as well i think growing up and this is it goes to um what jennifer said a little it contradicts her um asian culture is all about success you know you go to college um you accomplish oh blah blah blah. My son did this or why aren't you an engineer why aren't you this xyz right um they the parents put so much pressure on them you know to be successful So if I look back now, I wish I did what I was passionate about. And I know all passion is just a BS word, right? But at least do something I I could be happy doing earlier in my life, you know? So I went through a career where I did things that, you know, it wasn't always me. You know, I did it at the mercy of trying to please other people. And I was good at it and I was successful. But at the same time, deep inside, it wasn't something I enjoyed doing. And I think as a younger person, there comes a time when you have to start making decisions for yourself. Because now I look back, eventually you outgrow your parents. You outgrow your friends, your relatives. And honestly, you're the one that has to live with it. They don't. Those people move on. And if you choose a career because of someone else or the noise around you, you're the one unhappy. You don't affect anyone else. So choose it for yourself. And that's what I will tell my younger self because I spent a lot of time that I wish I was already starting to do things. I enjoy that. I, I felt I was gifted at, um, instead of trying to please other people. And then all those years, you know, 10, 15 years was just have, yeah, I had my success in the corporate world but it was kind of to me it's still kind of a wasted effort because i wasn't always happy Preach you know it. and i think at the end of the day is happiness matters most you know so that's my take
0: <laughs> Preach it, man! i completely agree with you
1: yep so and i think i think
2: jennifer made a very good point but uh, i also want to just supplement on that uh i i see like um how should i say the, the path ahead of us if we can imagine it like the path ahead of us, um, it's wide enough. This, this path that we travel on call life is uh, wide enough. And if we think of it like a marathon, right? Uh, some of us thinks that finishing a marathon in three hours is very slow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some of us thinks that going for a five hour 30 is a very good pace because I can enjoy the entire 26.2 miles. Mm-hmm. It's fine the path is wide enough. I think the, the thing the thing that I don't really appreciate is someone else telling someone else that you should go faster or you should go slower. Uh, oh. Because deep down, we are who we are. Uh, oh. There are different things that we treasure. So there's no need to compare the kind of treasure that we want versus what oh. other people want. Oh. Um, and life is very interesting. Now you want to go fast, right? A few years later, you want to go slow, and when you're slow and you're sick of it, you want to go fast again. So it's a cycle. At the end of the day, if our if our life goes long enough, we will experience the cycle of like going fast and then wanting to slow down and then want to be ambitious again, and then we want to. Slow. So so I think I think it's fine. It is um uh, I'm probably at the point, and probably Kevin and Timothy too. We're at the point where we just want to keep going, but there will be a point where we won't. <laughs> and then what next, right? What next? So, so what think, do you?
3: Sorry, I think I want to add something on uh, that, that. Aldrich said very importantly. Let the
1: twenty-five-year-old talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let the younger ones.
4: Let the younger ones talk. Yeah, now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I think um, when, we use the, when we use the word compare, how do we use the word compare? Because it can work both ways. Do we compare out of jealousy? Or do we compare because out of self improvement? And uh, in the last couple of months, I've been thinking about this because a lot of posts have been written about upgrading and improving yourself. So I, I believe in positive comparison, where you want to have a better version of yourself, but not at the expense of jealousy and unnecessary competition. And, you know, and, uh, uh, backstabbing and all, so I think that that word compares be used correctly, at least from my point of view. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah. I agree. I, I I
4: wonder just in all of this, and I hope that it's appropriate um, at this moment. But I have always convinced myself, so I definitely want to hear Aldrich's thoughts on this, but also Joseph's. Um, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard the phrase? Um, uh, the how, how the turtle and the rabbit, yeah, and the and the rabbit the rabbit finishes before the hare, even though yeah. the hare is runs faster, yes, because yes. he does sometimes slow down and stop to take that break. I am the turtle, so I always tell Kevin, it's okay to go slow because I will beat you in the end. I will win, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I am okay <laughs> with going slow. I'm okay with taking my time. I will still get there. I will make it happen. So what are your thoughts on that? Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my Who mindset is first? wrong.
3: <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> Joseph,
4: you go first. Okay. <laughs> kind of wisdom, uh, when you, you were
3: mentioning that, it, 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 the sentence that struck me was, slow and steady wins the race.
4: Okay, okay. there you go. Yes, yeah. yes.
3: Because slow and steady. if you have speed without careful planning, you're going to fall. I mean, that's my simple logic to it. Whereas if you plan properly, you know you, you're going to be more successful. So there's a lot of truth in slow and steady wins the race.
4: Yeah. 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 My turn. Yes. Yes. Give it okay. to me. I can. We're fake. Uh, haunting. Growing Give it up, to me. I hated that story. <laughs> 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 I knew you were going to say that. That's
2: because, so funny. Because I think that the 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 tortoise and the hare, uh, that story is actually. Um a manifestation of two different attributes that are forced to compete with each other. So um, one is about talent, one is about hard work. And they are forced to compete with each other in this story. So talent in a race, in a race of speed,
1: hmm.
2: uh the hare is talented, the tortoise is the hardworking one because he doesn't have the talent, right? He has a shell that he has to cut, that he has right. to labour on. And I think that it's a very what story. <laughs> I think it's a very what story. Uh, 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 this, this is my view. This is my view. If you are talented in something and you work very, very hard in it, imagine the amount of grounds you can cover. If the hare is very talented at running, he works hard for it. There's no competition. But he has to be humble to work hard on it. Right? Now, of course, it doesn't mean that if you don't have a talent, then life is hell for you. It doesn't mean that. But you can still work hard for something that you're passionate about, that you love, that you believe in. The the thing is that there will be a natural limitation. I'm saying this out of love because I've done a lot of things I know. Things that doesn't come to me naturally and I want to do it, I will never be in the 1%. But I'll be in the 2%, 3%, 4%, no problem. It's not an issue. You will get there. But you will not be able to compete at the highest level. Like Jacqueline Young. Like Jacqueline Young. When she talks about swimming, I can tell she is competing at that level. I can't. Well, well, I can put in my practice. I can pass my test. I can get into the gold class and things like that. But when time comes and they are doing a national selection for uh, uh, let's say the the national competitors representing Singapore, I'm not gonna cut it. So so I think I, I don't really like that story because it's too simplistic uh, and it doesn't really appreciate how life really is.
4: Okay, so if your father is part of it, I agree That's with you a hundred percent, except for one thing. I want to bring in a new perspective of that story, man. M- mentality.
1: Yeah.
4: Perspective and mentality is everything not yeah. based on skill, but based on the rabbits mentality and perspective and, com- and attitude in comparison to the turtle.
3: Yeah. You what um, you Our younger target audience too, right?
4: Of course. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we
3: cannot make it too difficult for a younger target audience.
4: Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, don't go the, too deep uh, into yeah, this yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, otherwise, on a surface, more of a surface level, I agree with you on that, Aldrich. Because if yeah. you are comparing hard work, who lacks skill, compared to someone who lacks skill but is lazier, yes, Aldrich.
1: Aldrich, I, I think you have your um, number one bestseller for Amazon
2: just <laughs> uh, put the, the
4: Just put the turtle wins the race. Air. A yeah,
2: children's book. A you can write you. a
1: children's book. A refined generation. <laughs> I don't think oh I'm gonna like because
2: I'm gonna tell them to vote hard. <laughs> uh,
1: yep, we gotta change the perspective with the okay. hare and the tortoise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and uh, just just to end off, Jen, uh, my last thought on why I don't like that story. There is actually a level of um. Uh, there's actually a level of stereotype in there. I don't know if you picked it up. Um, people who are talented aren't necessarily prideful. They are not. Mm. Some of the most intelligent people that I met, they are very humble.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They are very, that's very true. humble. And they don't they don't take advantage of it. It's like, you know, I'm just like you. It's just so happened that we are uh, competing at this particular topic that I'm good at, that's all. So so, I've seen quite a lot of people that's like that. So I think that story is a little too simplistic for my liking. Even when I was a kid. I was a
1: kid.
4: Okay, so I I do have to say, um, not knowing Aldrich as a child and getting to know him <laughs> as an adult. Um, Yes, you were a, you were a very analytical child, which is a good thing. That's I mean you have definitely <laughs> thought of every aspect of that story. I did not expect that, but I love it.
0: Uh,
1: well, uh, here's my second question. So, um, so everyone talks about Gen Z right now, right? You hear it a lot, but what about those who are forty plus? So, y, yeah, right? what
2: about them?
1: Yeah. so my question is so why <laughs> yeah. is the focus so much right now, the noise on social media? We see so much focus on gen Z, right? Uh, but what about those who are older? like 40 plus, you know why why is it not as much activity? There's not as much noise? Uh, why have why do every generation we always move on and focus on the younger?
4: i think joseph's too young for this question
3: <laughs> no I, I was i was thinking about it because uh gen z also overlaps with millennials right to hmm. so some expect right yeah, there's like there's yeah. like
0: there's there's weird tweener generations there's like denials yeah. and Genials, which mm-hmm. is strange yeah
3: I'm afraid to comment about millennials, so I'll I'll just listen. now.
4: <laughs> Don't be afraid of anything, Joseph. You have full reign on this.
3: No, so I think my understanding of uh, Gen Z and overlaps into millennials is because they are a total different mindset. You know, so um, I think I think I will relate well with a millennial because I will learn a lot from that person, and I will be able to change my perspective my whole ways into more relevant ways. And and the Millennials grew up in more um, social media if correct me if I'm wrong, huh? Because uh, I'm not a social media. So they are very into
1: this the guy with media. the most followers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know this I'm social Sorry Joseph, <laughs> but this point from Kevin is a very
2: good one. You know You know the people that I know who have the most followers, they are not really the Gen Z's or even like Tim, myself, Janet, or Kevin. They are like yourself, Joseph. Okay. (laughs) I'm like,
0: you guys are
2: like crushing it. You guys are crushing it. It's like uh, you're, you're doing it way better than we are. At least, that's my view. It's a compliment.
3: Yeah, but I think the millennials have a lot to offer in the sense that they... They're very vocal about what they feel, but they're also very um, not so forgiving if something mm-hmm. goes wrong. You know, they're very in that respect. And I don't mean it in a very bad way, you know, because it's the growing up in a different generation. I grew up in a generation where being vocal wasn't perceived as as uh, good, you know, uh, in, in an Asian culture, like Kevin or Aldrich said, correct me if I'm wrong with and uh, I'm Asian by 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 nationality. Um, we were taught that certain things are just not stable to even mention, you know. So it's a different it's a different generation now. Yeah, yeah. So that's my perspective of it. Yeah.
2: That's it. So do you do you think that the forty year olds should be more vocal now, or
3: how? Yeah, definitely more more vocal than me. But I I'm just wondering why. Why Gen Z? Because unless, until Kevin uh, brought up this question, I never knew that the Gen Z were neglected in that sense. You know Mm. what I mean? Because people are always talking of Gen X, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. So it's never really uh, something that I reflected about because I can only think that Gen Z also overlaps a bit to the millennials and they've been getting a bit of attention too, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know if you. you see where I'm coming from, yeah? Yes,
1: yep. Yeah. Because I find it kind of interesting, and the reason I have this question frame in here is, um, <laughs> I feel Gen Z is very active in the whole social media game, right? Um, and a lot of times you have a lot of live lessons um, within their copy and their content um, throughout the internet. They're the most, I think, focal about the how, you know, to, live and different things like that um i think if you look at even millennials gen x throughout time right you've never seen a generation that's so open to voicing the way to live at such a young age right Hmm. which is a paradigm shift right i especially from an asian culture i don't dare to tell my parents you know (laughs) how how they should do things when i was 18 or 19. Right. You know, um, you know, it's like my dad would hit me with a chopstick, you know, so um, like, and get along on the professional network on LinkedIn or whatever. So it's definitely a shift, right? There's a lot of outspokenness. So I just want to hear from you guys, since we're all, you know, we're past that age, that generation. Um, What are your thoughts about it? You know, how How do you perceive it? You know, is it negative? Is it positive? And and it's just, I want to hear perspective, right? Because that's what this show's all about. Um, What's your take? And I love that we also have that global East and West, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because a Gen Z, and I don't know because I'm in the U.S. culture, might be different in the Asian culture, you know? So I would love to hear that too.
4: I have a. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh no,
0: no, go
1: ahead. No, I
4: was just going to say I have more of a surface, um, a surface level answer just to start it off. Um, I don't. I guess for me, it makes sense to focus on the generation that's the up and coming businessmen and women. They are, like you said, immersed in social media, which is where everything is going right now, because of especially because of the pandemic, but also because that is part of their generation. Um, I am one of those that are 40 plus. We won't go into details on that. But I am I am that older generation who remembers, you know, the dial up phones that are plugged into the wall and the you know, when you first get your cordless and you get that computer that has MS-DOS that you have to type something in to get to the next screen. It's all black and white. OK, we're talking I just I remember all of that as a kid. And so getting um getting a com- our first computer in our home literally right around right before I became um well it was after I was a teenager already so and then seeing cell phones develop and then now all of a sudden you know I'm 40 plus and we have the most incredible iPhones cameras technology anything you can imagine we have it is continuing to develop into AI so it makes you know I mean I love that I saw both sides of social media, like before it ever existed, even in the minds of, of normal people, um, to now when it's super prevalent and that's where business and everything is going. Um, and it's very crucial to this day and age, but anyway, that's, that's why I said surface level, because I can't really speak to, you know, Um, what that's supposed to look like, but I understand why that they're gearing it toward this next generation. It just makes sense to me. So,
0: I I have a pretty interesting take on this, I think. So, you know, uh, all of our, I don't know all of our, I know my daughter loves YouTube, right? And I know a lot of kids love YouTube. (laughs) And the thing that I think why there's so much focus on Gen Z is they got into social media As teenagers right Mm. this stuff wasn't in existence for us as teenagers you know for me there was my space at the tail end of my teenage years right and going into my 20s and that was our first like experience with social media but some of these kids like I'll give you an example you know she watches this she watches this channel on um, YouTube called infinite and it's a kid who's been on youtube for 10 years he's 23 now he was 13 he's got 15 million followers yep he's got more followers than president trump right? <laughs> but
1: not, not for long no, yeah. just, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but he's you know i mean he started at 13 you know and he actually i think had a channel even before that but like the kids now are getting on social media like it's just part of the deal as you become teenagers and, the, you know, my daughter, she's eight, has grown up knowing an Instagram, a Facebook, a YouTube. Mm-hmm. They've grown up knowing this. So I think the the generations of 40 plus, from my point of view, a lot of them, they think social media is Facebook. That's social media, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of all they know. Like there's not an Instagram. You know, there's some 40 plus that know Instagram, TikTok, and all that stuff. But the reality is a lot of people, like, Facebook was like, okay, that's social media. That's our idea of social media. And clearly we've ve- we've evolved very far from just having the days of Facebook. So I think that's probably why you're seeing so much focus on Gen Z because Gen Z has grown up in this era. They understand it. They, you know, they live it and breathe it and they're on it probably from the time they're 10, 12, whatever. They're on social media from that point forward. So you're seeing them. They're more in your face. And as you said, Kev, they're also very they're in your face about their views and things like that. You know, I think that I'm 37, from my generation on forward to the 40 plus, we're a little bit more reserved in a lot of ways. Because that's how we were raised, as you said. That's so good. so I think you know the Gen Z is that's where you're seeing all the attention. On. That's just from what I that's from what I think. Hmm.
1: I think I think
2: for the uh, forty plus, it's um, I'm I'm in that direction too with you, Tim. So we are not too far <laughs> off. Uh, I I find it very interesting, and, and if we can really just keep it like very simple structures based on age group. Of course, we have uh, res- people we respect like Joseph with a lot of life experience, and then the younger ones what we can learn from them is their uh, willingness to express themselves. But, Mm, but then the thing is, Hmm. I see a lot of good in that attribute, which Mm is say what you mean and, and say it, you have to say it. If you don't, people will put words into your mouth and you might not like it. So you might as well just say it. That's a good thing, right? But not to the point where I'm going to take your life lessons seriously. If it's about life lessons, I will read what Jacqueline, Joseph, Winnie will write. Because those things come with time. Wisdom comes with time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: so at where we are today, and even at uh, where Jennifer and Kevin, where we are today, it's very interesting. The people with a lot of life experiences, they are very reserved. So Joseph posts twice a day. I think the last time was some, something on plastics, right? which is a very good topic do you expect someone else from the very young generation to post about plastics i mean apart from the sweet young lady whom I don't want to meet okay um yeah so i think i think there's a lot that we can learn from one is the life experiences that people have already accumulated and then from from the young is that attribute that attribute is the willingness to express themselves um yeah but with moderation uh, I mean, like, if, if someone someone were to go to uh, an institution and start screaming and they get attention because that they are screaming, well, then probably, that's, that's not what I endorse. Um, but I think a, a, a huge dose of humility goes a long way. There's so much that we can learn from uh, different groups. And just as a parting shot, I think the 40-year-olds and even Tim and myself, I, I don't think we have it any easy, right? We go home, we have to listen to the life lessons that our elders give us. And then we have to listen to the young ones telling us what to do and express your views. And then you're like, okay, I'm sandwiched between. Like, okay, yeah, nice. So I, I don't think it's a, very, it's a very pleasant kind of experience, but I'll put it as that.
3: But I think Audrey has a good point because no matter what age you are, at least for me, I feel, because that's the foundation, that you must have certain boundaries and parameters. I mean, it's good to be vocal, but you can be vocal with respect and understanding, you know, rather than just, I mean, sometimes when I go on social media, I see some of the comments and like, wow, you know, Uh, they say don't mince your words, they really mean it, but without (laughs) thinking about the repercussions. So I think we must be mindful of that all the time. Because sometimes when you say things, it has very bad effect on others also, yeah.
4: I think every uh, Gen Z should read this book. Yes, 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 yes. It's more about being quiet and making a plan. <laughs> but um, I think it's the whole, com-
1: no, I do agree with both Joseph Eldrick, um, Tim Jen. Um, I think we brought a good point. I think humility at all age matters. You know, and then um, the perspective, I think you don't, our words are powerful. What we say affects a lot of people, you know, even you might not think what you post might affect someone, but if that person just happens to be emotionally unstable or mental health that day, you could affect them without even knowing, right? Right. And I think we do have to take that into consideration. And then it's a little different now. The games kind of change. Used to, we can say something and it's not documented forever on these social platforms. Nowadays, I think about, man, there were things I did as a young man that I probably don't want people to know when I'm starting (laughs) a new career, you know? I mean, there was times, you know, I was one of those young entrepreneurs, right? I own a business um, in my 20s um, that was successful at the time. And then I lost everything, right? So while I was along for the ride, I was successful. I wasn't thinking I'll lose it, uh, you know? And my attitudes change at my age now, looking back, because everything you, you don't know tomorrow, who might be your next boss? You don't know tomorrow if you'll be actually the guy washing that person's car. You you don't know. So why why be prideful because you're successful right now? You know, we we don't know what happens tomorrow. None of us, you know. Today, I might be a business owner. Tomorrow, I might be a janitor. Who knows, right? Uh, And I think that leads to my next question. What happens if we all had to start over at our age? Mm. Where we are today. today. If right now in your career, in your life, if we, it just doesn't go well, right? Who knows, right? Career-wise. And you have to start over. What does that look like for you? Mm.
0: I, I'll i go because it got quiet. <laughs>
4: <laughs> go. <laughs> you know what I'd probably
0: honestly do, and it's funny because I have all these years in the car business of running dealerships and, like, building departments and doing all this stuff. You know, if I really had to start over, I'd probably just get a seat at a local dealership and sell cars and just do it at my pace, and I'd sure I'd sell enough cards to make enough money to be just fine. And instead of like having all the responsibility of leadership and all the things that I've had to do over the course of my life, I'd rather just take that and apply the knowledge to doing something simple and being cool, like not having all that responsibility, just having to worry about myself. If I had to start over, if I lost my business, if the book failed, if everything, if all else fails. I feel like I could go and do that and now utilize my social media presence to let people know who I am and what I do because Mm -hmm. that doesn't go away. That's not going to start over. So I could utilize that to be able to restart my career and I'd be okay, I feel like. So if I had to start over, that's probably what I would do.
3: I mean, at my age, starting over would be very tough. (laughs) I mean that's the reality but but i agree with him because if i had to redo everything i will make life a bit much much simpler you know and 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 really get the right perspective last time i used to when i was running my own business i used to think about my employees the monthly overheads and everything but right now if i had to do it all by myself again i have so much uh like i said there's so much simplicity in my life now that things would be so much it would be tough to start all over again, I mean, to be honest. But it will be simpler, and my needs will be simpler. That's that's what I would do,
2: yeah. Um, for me, I think that uh, it's, it's not actually that difficult. And, and I'm saying this not because of pride or whatsoever, but um, I have built in a habit that when I wake up every day, it's a new start so uh, a a new start to the way i approach existing work uh, a new start to potential collaboration and and then a new way of thinking um so every day every morning to me it's just like things change so let's adapt change along uh i think that's a very important attribute and recently I think i think for some of us you know I, i'm trying very hard to actually uh, bring groups of people together so that we can actually unlock uh value and all of us can just prosper together um it takes a lot of change in terms of thinking every day um it doesn't really bother me if, if i <coughs> have to restart again all over it would just be um waking up tomorrow morning and I don't have a habit of thinking about the accolades or the achievements that I've achieved. I don't, that has been drummed away by my aunt. Like whatever, whatever good things that I've achieved in the past, it's already in the past. So forget about it. It will never happen again. In the national championships 2015, I came in as a silver medalist. Is that going to happen again? No, because the same race conditions has to be there and the same competitors have to be there the same timing has to be there so there's no point thinking about it so every time is a new time so it's like a champion boxer who gets into the ring he might be a world champion from the last fight but the moment he chooses to enter the ring again that thing has to go away i'm fighting again if he still thinks that he's a world champion over and over i guarantee he's going to lose the next one so so to me it's um, every time and every day it's starting over. a oh. uh habit. I think it has to be a habit. Like um is it a marketing terminology? I think they call it creative destruction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is
1: it? Is it something that I don't know? Creative
0: destruction?
3: never heard that word.
1: <laughs> I think it's just turning over a new leaf. right? Creative <laughs> destruction. Creative that sounds destruction. Like, that sounds like it sounds like
0: something in my life.
1: Oh. <laughs> Creative chaos? <laughs> oh, man. Chaos is really organized
0: chaos, chaos is, is usually my uh, my wheelhouse.
4: I think it's um Tawana that. I was talking to recently here on LinkedIn and she is just wonderful. And she talked about starting again fresh and she made it sound like such a wonderful thing, like a refreshing thing. Yep. Um, I've always felt that if you start over, for example, you know, for example, her situation, I know that I don't feel she would mind me sharing because she's very open about it, but, um, you know, she went through a time where her and her husband were no longer. And then she started over completely fresh again on social media because she wanted it to be a whole new life, a whole new experience, um, with different connections. But the way she said it was just so refreshing. I'm like, I almost want to start over again in my life. Not necessarily on LinkedIn. I like everybody I'm connected to, but like, how wonderful is that to just be able to say, you know what, I'm going to start right here and I'm going to do everything differently and I'm going to be who I'm supposed to be and I'm going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. And I just think that's the coolest thing in the world to be able to do that and to not look at seeming failure as devastation, but rather a platform for just a new start. I just I mean, you can build whatever you want now. Um, and so I just thought that's cool. And I think every once in a while, you know, we do need a refresh. So.
0: Shout out to Tawana, by the way. He's awesome. Yeah, Tawana is awesome.
4: And,
2: and I think that uh, probably you brought out a good point, but I would also want to hear from uh, my friend Joseph on, on how he yeah. thinks about failure. But I'll give you some thinking time. I'll go first. I think that um, the fact that you failed. And and I want this to be I want this to be an uplifting way, uh, the way I'm saying this because I I can feel the wave of negative energy going around recently, even in social media platforms. So 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 I I just want to say something about it. If you feel that you have failed, rejoice. If you feel that you have failed, rejoice. It means that you are working on something. It means that you are living. It means that you're working on something and you are living, because if you're doing nothing you can't fail hmm. so so to all my friends that's out there i know there are people who reach out to me uh over dms on linkedin and uh uh let's say uh, facebook which is kind of interesting i don't really check my facebook i only use it to distribute bup but um uh i i, I couldn't take the time to reply to everyone. But if you if you hear this segment, uh, don't take failure too seriously. Really, it is just a testament that you're living. It is just a testament that you're living. It's part of life. What do you think Joseph on failure? Well, um,
3: if you followed my posts about three posts ago, I wrote about failure uh, and and my perception of it. And I always find that failure is a a work in progress to a better you. Failure is a journey that you must take and and become a stronger you. So I I think I fully agree with you because I would be surprised if someone doesn't have any failures in life. I, I I would applaud them, but I think failure is necessary for growth, for your personal growth, for your professional growth, for your growth in relationships, you know. So I think it's timely, you know. So I fully agree with you on that.
0: I just I just add real quick that you know the only way you really fail, right? Yep. If you if you fail at something and you do exactly the same thing that led you to failure, then yes, that's to me I believe that's failure. But if you fail at something and you can come back and learn from it and you know, take those lessons and apply it to whatever you do in life, let alone your next venture, then Mm -hmm it wasn't failure. that's the way I, that's the way I
1: feel. that's good so for so me i think it goes to um what happens if you know i had to start over at my age right i think every stage of our life is different so um i started over um when i was in my 20s uh, but that was simple because i had no other people i was responsible for you know i was single you know um I can pivot very easily. I didn't have kids to feed. Um, So it was really just a life lesson I learned and I move on and I started over and um, I did things that I didn't want to do, but I learned humility and then I climbed back up because no one can take this away from you. Right. But today at my age now, you know, Gonna be 40, and then I have a five and eight-year-old, right? And and a wife, you know. And um, it changes everything, right? Because now um, I have to think about how do I provide for them. And it, it's not as easy. And I think there's people out there um, that's probably experiencing that today. You know, if you lost your job today, right? You have kids to feed. It, it changes. It's not as it's easier said than done, Mm -hmm. even if the right skill set, because there's an underlying stress that's in the back of your head is how do you profile, right? But at the end of the day, it's like Jen said, um, even Eldrick, um, if you have the ability, it's always there, right? But are you willing to do things that you might feel overqualified to do because survival means being okay to do something that you have to be able to get throw pry away, right? Because survival means putting food on the table. Survival means having shelter. Survival doesn't mean, you know, becoming a a manager or uh, an upper level job are you willing to go bag groceries at walmart even though you have a high iq uh, that's survival you know and i think looking back now is if i had to do it again i would just take whatever you know during the pandemic and then uh, do a side hustle and be willing to if it's um, doordash um, uber you know, where I can leverage my time. And there's so much on the internet that you can do now. Um, and just to make enough to at least keep my family going. And then I I agree with Joseph. simplicity. How can I downsize? Right. You know, uh, simplify your living, you know, um, live simple, you know, eat simple and i think that's what i would do is um and i agree with tim too i would probably go into sales because there's nothing else that you can make that kind have control of your income without being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you know and if you can sell i mean there's a bunch of sales jobs out there um commission only right that's what i, I would do I'll be <laughs> yep, <only>. yep.
4: <laughs> Um, so this is just in my imagination. The first thing that comes to my mind, which we do have children, so it wouldn't work, (laughs) But, but if, if I were, if I were starting over and it was just Kevin and I, then I would, um, I would drag him all over the world. I would basically become an influencer and travel and show people places that they've never been, or that they don't dream of going and, um, just show people and places all around the world. And I know that sounds um, probably a little bit childish, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. I haven't wanted to be an influencer, but you do have to find a way to make money if you're going to be able to do things like that. And there's just so much value in the world and the people of the world and the food and the culture. Um, Yes, I would become a food critic. And, uh, You know, I would just grow into new things that I've always wanted to do, but that's that's probably unrealistic. So I might have to start out, like you said, just bagging groceries (laughs) or whatever I had to do to support my family, because honestly, that is really what's important. And um, being being humble to, you know, whatever we need to do to make it and to support our children and give them the best quality of life that we can. So, I mean, I don't have anything necessarily in mind, but, um, I believe Kevin and I always have it in our heart to be a business owner. So no matter what we do, I would build back up to that again, no matter what it took, no matter how long it took. I think we're meant to be business owners together and, um, you know, or, or separate, but (laughs) together. So
1: awesome so joseph before we end tonight being you're the youngest there so <laughs> what's a golden nugget you can throw at our audience you know especially during this time you know i know there's a lot of negativity going around you know with the media pandemic. Uh, what's some life lessons that um you can throw a golden nugget to um everyone in our audience
2: I,
3: I know it's been said many times, but I think having the right perspective is very important. Having the right mindset at the moment is very important. So, uh, and I'm speaking from my experience because I've heard it so many times of people. So, uh, remain positive and don't give up because there are better days that are coming. You know, this pandemic will will stop one day, but in the meantime, we have to we have to prepare. We either sit and wallow in self pity, or we start preparing for when things are improving. So even at my age, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm I want I'm looking for my next opportunity. So if, if I can do it, I, I encourage everyone to have that perspective of life because it's so much better than sitting at home and just worrying unnecessarily and being negative. Yeah.
1: And then um, next week we have episode thirty-two. Um, we go talk about creativity propels us, or we can go with Eldrick's uh, marketing term. Um, what, what was it? Creative, <laughs> st- creative <laughs> destruction. <laughs> I'm
2: sure, I'm sure be it's a term. I'm sure have learned something.
3: Thanks <laughs> for much. having me.
0: That's gonna be that's gonna be my post for tomorrow. I'm gonna to define creative destruction.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna look it up after this. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for our audience for um joining us tonight. And um we appreciate all of you. And hey, if you guys want to go live um and you're looking for a tool, um StreamYard is a great tool. And um well, hey, feel free to message Aldrich, Tim, Jennifer, or um Jeremy. And um, our core team, um, we have we can give you a discount link, and um, feel free to reach out to us. So we appreciate all of you, and thank you so much, Joseph. Um, thank you for thanks, Thank you thanks for, having for the me. wisdom. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate you. All
3: right. all right. See yeah. you next week.
1: A good Bye. Night,